0: Welcome back to our High Five, where we're going to highlight five awesome things that are happening in the life of our church. So let's jump into it. Up at number five, we're remembering and celebrating all of the Christmas cheer that was spread throughout the whole month of December. Town parades and tree lightings, outpost Christmas parties for students and families. It has been a blast connecting people to people and sharing God's love with our ones. Whether you were with us online or in-person, high-five to worshiping Jesus together. Up at number four, in November, Outpost collected food in partnership with local organizations who helped to provide everything needed for Thanksgiving dinners. In December, Outpost collected over 250 gift cards for families in need. Thank you to our local partners who serve to distribute them and tell people about Jesus and a huge high five to everyone who helped make this holiday season special for so many families. Here at number three, recently our Bedford and Concord outpost hosted Parents' Night Out, where kids got to come and play games, watch movies and do crafts, while parents got, well, out. (laughs) Kiddos and parents both got to enjoy this evening in special ways. High five, you guys. Here at number two, Thank you for giving financially in 2023. Giving is a worshipful way to come together and reach people with God's love. And we've seen the lives of our ones change when they encounter his love. This kingdom size high five goes out to everyone for giving financially and generously. Let's keep praying for one. And finally, up at number one, from all of us here at One Church, we're wishing you a happy new year. As One Church, we pray every day, God, please give me one person to share your love with. So who is God wanting you to share his love with today? He empowers us with his love to share his love. So listen to what God would have you do next. We're so excited to see how he continues to change lives in this new year. Thanks for joining us for our high five and I can't wait to celebrate with you in the next one.
1: Well, Franklin, here we are. Here we are right after Christmas. Give a round come on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I cut you off. I cut you off. Christmas season is nearing an end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, want to share, I'm sure it's gonna be on the high five, but you know what? It's about time that I stole her thunder, so here we go. 11,000 people interacted with, church, with Christmas services across the entirety of one church. 11,000 people we had show up either in person or online. It's an exciting time. We had a great time here in Franklin as well. If you couldn't join us, we'll get it again next year. But every time that we get to worship together is just a really joy-filled time together. But as Christmas wraps up, we look ahead to the new year. So we got 2024 right around the corner and sometimes with a new year might be some different expectations that we might have, maybe different hopes we might have, the dreaded New Year's resolution and then every year we hope it goes a little bit longer. I'm hoping to get two weeks into the new, the new year with my New Year's resolution this time around. But we hope for different things and so I was curious some of these different things that we might hope for as it comes to the new year. So I went ahead and I put out some, some hope cards, uh, you know, around this holiday season to see what different people in my life might be hoping for as 2024 rolls right along. So I grabbed a couple of my way into the outpost this morning, I want to share them with you today, Franklin. So here we go, first card that I pulled. This is a fun one, especially if you know where I'm from and my allegiance when it comes to football. But this one says, I hope the Pats win the Super Bowl. Um, And anyone notice the rankings of late and whether or not the Patriots can can win the Super Bowl? Um, But you might need to find a different hope for 2024. That one most likely uh, won't happen. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. This one says, I hope Dunkin' Donuts opens a new location in my actual kitchen. It makes sense, because they've already taken over every single corner in all the different towns across America, so it just makes sense. The logical next step would be that they open it in our actual home. So it would save on commute. Uh, Might not be good for your wallet or for the amount of sugar often in those drinks. But there's a good hope, all right, maybe. Hope for 2024. This next one, I feel personally attacked. This one says, I hope Luke shaves his mustache. I like it, certain people in my life like it, and I think it makes me look older, so it's not going anywhere. You are gonna need to find a different hope. All right, this one, maybe a little bit politically charged here, so here we go. I hope all the potholes in town get filled in. I think one more. (laughs) One more uh, community, uh, what are those called? Town, the town meetings and ever surely. Surely that will, that will bring us about maybe filling in those potholes, but I think you might need to find a new hope and possibly a new suspension. This one, this last one here, uh, this one's a good hope to have in. It says, I hope God uses me to share his love in the world. That's a hope that I think that we can hold to there, One Church Franklin. I hope God uses me to share his love in the world we've been going through this series what Christmas means to me and for this last series this last message within the series the last message of 2023 what Christmas can mean to us what life can mean to us what being followers of Jesus Christ can mean to us is that it can mean hope Christmas can mean hope there is a living hope that is for all of us And the hope that we get to experience is a hope that has been promised to us from the beginning. It is a hope that comes from our Heavenly Father, and it was a hope that was fulfilled when Jesus came and was born to be with us. To walk amongst us, to show us what it meant to live a life in the pursuit of godliness, and to show us what it meant to live a life that was filled with love for one another and love for the Father. And our memory verse for this series, which has been found in Luke chapter two, verse 11, is showcasing that hope being fulfilled as Jesus came and was born to us, the savior born to us. It's up on the screen behind me. Would you read it aloud with me one last time, Franklin, as we wrap up this sermon series. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And that is a promise fulfilled. It is a promise that's happening right now. That word today, that word today is still true today. Today, right now, today in this moment in time, that Savior was born for us. We get to live and exist in this reality where that Savior, the Son of God, was born to us. He was hope fulfilled. He is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Now that is a a bold hope. That was being fulfilled. It was a bold hope that that's a hope for right now, not just a a hope that we get to have later on in life where we get to hope maybe someday we'll be able to hope for that. But God sending his son Jesus was saying, no, this is a hope right now. This is a living hope for us, the people of God. Not only for us, but for the world. For all those in your world as well. So when we talk about this hope that comes from our Heavenly Father, we can know that hope is alive. Hope is alive. I think sometimes we might maybe be be told this lie that we shouldn't hope for anything. It's just kind of like, be thankful for what you have right now and don't long for something more, but hope that we get to look to the hope that we have in Christ. See, hope is a good thing to do for us as human beings. When we hope for something, what we're doing is we are casting greater and beyond knowing that there's got to be something more. There's got to be something better out there. And as believers, as children of God, we know that that hope is rooted in Jesus Christ. And since Jesus defeated death, it means that that hope that we have isn't a dead hope, but that hope is alive. We're in the book of 1 Peter today, starting in chapter 1. Mallory started our service with, with reading it, and it's such a good reminder of the praise we get to have as we talk about this hope that comes from our Father says this, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Because of God's great mercy, there a new, we have this new birth into a living hope. And this living hope isn't based on our circumstances. I think when we're talking about hope, that's another thing we sometimes stumble over. We think that our hope needs to be based on our circumstances. But if that was the case, then this hope would die if our circumstances were bad. But that's not the case for the hope that's rooted in Christ. It's a hope that is is greater than what we can fathom. It is a hope that is beyond what we see here on earth right now. And he talks about that. The author of 1 Peter, Peter talks about this living hope that is greater, this beyond. He says there is an inheritance within this hope. An inheritance that will never spoil. An inheritance that will never fade This is anticipation for more. And it's pretty similar language that we see with what's in this passage and then something that Jesus talked about in his ministry. See, Jesus was bringing our attention and our focus to something more than what we see right now something more than just this life that we're currently living in. Jesus was saying there is, there is a kingdom beyond what we see, a kingdom that is greater than anything you can imagine. He talks about these treasures in heaven, the inheritance that Peter is talking about is very similar here from Matthew chapter 6, 19. Let's see if this sounds familiar to some of us. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. This is our living hope not being based on our circumstances. Because circumstances are gonna change. Different things are gonna happen in our life. We, We might come on hard times, we might get sick, we might experience death of a loved one And our hope starts to dwindle when it's based on these circumstances, but this living hope is a a treasure where none of that, none of the things that might affect it uh, affect these heavenly treasures. It says that it will not destroy, it cannot be stolen from you. There's this idea, this, This truth of something that is so much more, and we might be wondering, we might have the question: What is this more? What does this treasure in heaven mean? What does this look like? And it is our salvation in Jesus Christ. Can never be tarnished. Can never be taken away. The salvation, what we mean when we throw around that word, it's preservation or deliverance from harm, suffering, or loss. Deliverance from harm, suffering, or loss. And that deliverance, that protection that comes from the power of God. And not that we won't face trials, because we will, but that true inheritance, that true longing, that true living hope that we have, that can't be touched, because the power of God is protecting it. And so what we know to be true about this hope is that that hope is alive. But you may be at a point right now We are wondering, okay, that's well and good. I'm glad that I have that hope to look forward to. I'm glad I have those treasures being stored up in heaven. But what does that mean right now? Hope is alive, but also hope is helpful. Because what this means for us right now is that our hope being in Christ, we know that these these current moments of suffering, current trials that we're going to face, they're not the end of the story. We're not defined by those trials. We're not defined by that suffering alone. God's saying, there's so much more for you. There is inheritance greater than you can ever imagine that is for you. The story does not end there. We are not defined by the sufferings that we find ourselves in. God's saying, hey, be defined by this hope. This hope that is helpful. This hope that will carry you through and sustain you in the midst of trials. Verse six says, in all this, you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I might be starting off the new year on a little bit of a downer note here, but... I just want to let you know that you're most likely going to face trials in 2024. (laughs) They're most likely going to come. If you are in the same job that you are currently in in 2024, if you are living with the same people, if you have the same friends, similar circumstances, most likely anything that you faced in 2023, you most likely face it in 2024 as well. These trials are going to come. We might feel a little bit helpless, but what we can do is change our perspective, change our outlook, change our reliance, not on ourselves, but on our Heavenly Father and the hope that he has given to us. So here's what hope does when we face these trials. Hope carries us through trials. Hope carries us through trials. If we know that God is good, If we know that God is for you and not against you, that no matter who you are, what you've done, or what's been done to you, God is for you and not against you. If you know that, if you have faith in God, if you have the spirit of the heavenly father in you, guiding you step by step, then let's go ahead and let's rely on that hope that he's given us. Let's own it. Say, God, I I know you're with me. God, I, I know that you're greater than any trial that I am facing. This reliance on him and kind of being redefined by him, that's going to get us through trials. But we might be at a state, and maybe for some of us here today, where you're struggling to find that hope. You're struggling to find that hope, or maybe your hope is in something else. And if our hope isn't rooted in Jesus Christ, most likely our hope is going to eventually dwindle down to being on you. If your hope isn't in Christ, eventually your hope is going to land on you where it's all on you to fix things. It's all on you to get through trials. It's all on you. What did you do wrong? What's the matter with you? Why can't you fix this? You pile it on yourself more and more and more, and then you're left carrying around all this baggage trying to sift through all this junk because it's all on you. Now I bring this up not out of judgment or saying stop that but really if you feel like you're at the end of your rope and you're left at just being you, the one holding all the pieces together, I wanna say I'm sorry that you're there. I'm sorry that you're in that situation that you feel like it's the only way out. But what I want to offer to you is that there's a better way. That there's a Savior that's saying, it's not on you. Give that over to me. I can take it. I can shoulder it. I can carry that for you. I can redeem you. Let me tell you about this living hope and this inheritance that I have for you. Then we're left there Just our reliance on God, that peace and that joy found in that moment. What hope also does is hope gives us confidence in our faith. Properly placed hope fuels our faith, gives us power. In the book of 2 Timothy, it says we have been given a a spirit of power, of love and self-discipline. Spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. So let's rely on that. Let's own that. Let's know that for sure, that we do not have this hope or this faith that shrinks away from anything, that needs to be timid, but let's step into, hey, I got this faith that can conquer anything. I got a faith rooted in the power of Jesus Christ, and that spirit of God is residing in us. And I think if we face trials, with power that comes from God, with love that's defined by our Heavenly Father, and with self, self-discipline, I think we're gonna be able to face a lot of those trials that we got coming. This reliance on the Spirit. And then finally, what hope gives us, hope results in praise, glory, and honor for Jesus. Praise, glory, and honor for Jesus. I think how that comes about is people are just gonna to start to notice people are gonna notice that your hope isn't defined by earthly circumstances. They're gonna notice that your hope doesn't change even though you're going through these different trials. They're gonna start to ask, why is that? What's different about you? And then in that moment, we're giving glory to God. In that moment, we're praising God. In that moment, we're showing honor for Jesus because we're sharing this good news of the living hope that we have. It's not just a hope that that, that we have to hold on to. We think that there's a a small reserve of it. There's only a little bit, but this hope, this hope can be shared. This hope can spread to to our world, to everyone in our world. Don't need to think that there's a limited supply, but it's so great and it's a hope that everyone can have because God is for everyone in our lives. I think the reason that we don't need to feel bad or hesitation about sharing this hope is that not only is this hope alive or helpful, but this hope is forever. This hope is gonna last forever. We don't need to change our hope when it comes to Jesus. Other hopes that we might have in the new year are probably gonna let us down. As I mentioned, I think it's mathematically impossible that the Patriots are gonna win the Super Bowl. So sorry about that. The potholes most likely are not gonna get filled in. This mustache ain't going anywhere. So we, we're gonna need to find a different hope because our other hopes are gonna let us down. Now those might be a little bit silly examples, but what are some other hopes that maybe we throw around that we have? We throw around that word hope so willy nilly. We kind of start using it like wish, but really what are we what are we hoping for? And we might say, man, I hope That my job turns around. Man, I I hope that this certain relationship in my life is mended. I hope that my health is finally resolved. Those are deep-rooted hopes, and when when they fail, we're just left holding the pieces, thinking it's all up to us to fix it. So instead of putting our hope in these things that probably aren't going to pan out, Hope that's going to leave us just questioning and wondering. Let's instead put our hope in Jesus, which hope is that hope is forever. Peter wraps up in verse eight was saying, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. My prayer for you is that you accept Jesus as Savior and also as Lord. There's a difference there. When we're accepting Jesus as Savior, we are saying, yes, God, I I can't get out of the the depths of darkness without you. Lord, I cannot, get to you by myself. I'm accepting Jesus as savior, the one who has redeemed me, the one that has come in and and plunged into the depths of all the stuff I got going on, ripped me out of it and gave me to the heavenly father, saying here you are fully redeemed, fully made perfect through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's what it means when we're saying yes to Jesus as savior. So what does it mean when we're saying yes to Jesus as our Lord and trusting him as our Lord It's saying, Jesus, I I can't see you, but I'm going to follow you. I'm going to walk with you. I know that you got something good going on. I know there is an inheritance so great that I can barely fathom, so I'm going to put my faith in you. And one of the things that might keep us from that is we build up ourselves with what we think we have to do when it comes to faith. We've we've built this great chasm that we think we can't jump over that anymore, so why even try? We think it needs, maybe you've heard this before, a leap of faith. A leap of faith, but you're stuck on one side, and you're thinking, I can't make that jump. That's not what Jesus is asking us to do. He's just saying, walk with me. When we're walking, we're taking steps just taking little steps here and there every, every day along the way to say, yes, Jesus, I'm, I'm following you. I'm trusting you with what you got going on in the world and what you are doing in me. When we're walking with Jesus, that's when this inexpressible and glorious Joy occurs, because when we are walking with Jesus every step, that's when transformation from God occurs. God is transforming us from the inside out. He is saying, this is what it means to have the Spirit of God in you. Listen to that Spirit. Listen to that advocate that will change your life. And you start to see the world differently. You start to see not just current circumstances, but the ever living hope that comes from our savior, Jesus Christ, how we are fully transformed by that hope that is alive and helpful and forever. I think a a really great way to see that hope on a daily basis as we walk with Jesus every single day is to pray for one, the prayer at One Church, we ask everyone that's, that's connected to One Church to pray this prayer. It says, God, please give me one person to share your love with. Can you pray that with me this morning, Franklin? God, please give me one person to share your love with. Man, what an amazing hope that is. That's a hope now that, that's a, that is a hope that's rooted in the Father's hope. That's a hope that's rooted in the mission of God. God wants the most people in his kingdom. God wants more and more people to know him and to be in a relationship with him. So now our hope is being defined by the same hope and longing and mission of our heavenly father. So that's going to change us. We're going to see God in those daily moments. We're going to see God every single step of the way. We're going to see people not as annoyances, We're going to see people as God's creation, his most loved children. We're going to be looking for that one person to share his love with. I think it's a great way to end out 2023 by praying for one. And what I ask of you for tomorrow, including midnight for any of you crazy people that are staying up that late, but to start 2024 with praying for one. God, please give me one person to share your love with. Then allow that to transform our hearts and see this living hope that he has for us and a hope that will last forever. Each time that we worship together, we partake in communion as a family of God. And when we do this, we're saying yes to the hope that is for us that comes from our Savior, Jesus Christ. So as you came in, you may have grabbed one of these communion cups here. It can be a little bit tricky, but there's two layers there. You can get to, the, get to this wafer first, which symbolizes the body of Christ, the bread of life. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he said, this is my body, which is for you. He gave thanks. He broke it. He said, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup he said this is my new covenant in my blood my promise to you do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me to the king this hope isn't reserved for a select few this hope is for everyone so if you're here today and You feel like you're somehow distant from that hope you love prayer or anyone to talk to we will be over here tammy's down front i'll be here as well i'd love to talk with you pray with you just to help you see that this hope can change your life this forever hope also if you're here today and, and you want to experience the inheritance that god has for us and the the hope of his salvation want to be baptized into the family of God I can talk to you about that love to schedule that baptism with you those connect cards on the pews those are great ways to just find out more about the church we'll be responding with you if you drop that off at the in the giving box or at the front desk but allow us to come together as a family of God as we just take that next step of faith as we come closer we know more our Savior and our Heavenly Father. Would you stand with me as we close in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are thankful that this hope that we declare and the hope that we have points back to you and your glory, your grace, your your immense power, your love, Lord. Pray that when we are facing these trials that we lean on that hope. We know it is unshakable We know that it comes from you lord that you are good and anything that comes from you is good lord you are for us and not against us so in those trials let's cling to that hope that is true and pure thank you for this day for the new year ahead allow us to pray go about the year praying for one god please give us one person to share your love with your name we pray amen
2: This is our God, this is who is, he loves us, this is our God, this is what he does. Took our breath away. Face so weak that we could barely pray, but he heard every word, every whisper. Now those altars in the wilderness, they tell the story. See you. week so remember the hope that we have and share it with others this week as you go we love you church we'll see you next time